how to identify your enemy. We all have people who dislike us. We all have someone and we believe they don't like us based on what they have done to us or what they have said about us. We believe those people do not like us. We also have people we don't like. They annoy us based on their behavior. What they do, they annoy us. Their personality or just the negative vibe they bring, we just feel annoyed when they're around. There are people like that. <laughs> None of you in this room is like that. Those people out there. <laughs> no, those people. There are people who annoy us. But some people are actively opposed to what we say or do. No matter how much we try to please them, regardless of how nice you are, there are people who don't like you and those you don't like. Even though you are a nice person, there are people who don't like you. And even though you are a nice person, you know yourself as a good person, there are people you don't like. Doesn't make you a bad person, it just simply means that you don't like them for one reason or the other. But sometimes we come across people who don't like us and actively try to hurt us. Not only that they don't like us, but they actively try to hurt us. These are the people we might call our enemies. But are they really our enemies? What does the Bible say about how to identify our enemies? And if they are, what should we do about them? If those people who try to hurt us are our enemies, what should we do about them? When Jesus was on the cross, he was surrounded by a crowd of mockers spitting on him, cursing him, shaming him, joined by Roman soldiers passionately crucifying him. He prayed one of the most powerful prayers you can pray for your enemies. He said, in Luke 23, 34, Father, forgive them because they do not know what they are doing. Jesus prayed for the people who were actively, actively hurting him. He prayed, forgive them because they do not know what they are doing. What did, did Jesus mean by that prayer? They do not know what they are doing. These people were not out of their mind. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. The crowd chose a notorious prisoner called Barabbas instead of the innocent man called Jesus. The Pharisees decided to plot against Jesus because his popularity and spiritual influence threatened them. They knew what they were doing. But still Jesus said, they do not know what they are doing. Jesus was looking beyond the natural world. He could see the devil actively influencing them. That's why he said, they do not know. Who is manipulating them? 
they do not know the force behind their actions. The devil used the crowd, the religious leaders and the Roman soldiers to crucify Jesus. Most of the times, your real enemy operates beyond your five senses. To identify him, you need to look beyond the natural. In most conflicts, there is more than meets the eye. In most human conflicts. Jesus recognized the people's actions. He did not say, Father, forgive them because they are innocent. No, 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 no. Jesus knew what they were doing was wrong, but he said they do not know what they are doing. They were still responsible for it, but they were blinded. They were blinded. He knew the devil was behind them. Which is why he prayed for them. He understood the reality of things. So the devil is your ultimate enemy. The devil is your real enemy. Your high school teacher, you think she made you fail the math exam, is not your enemy. Your ex-manager who fired you without any valid reason is not your enemy. Your ex-boyfriend who broke up with you to be with your best friend is not your enemy. Yes, they hurt you. Yes, they destroyed your life, but they are not your real enemies. They are not your real enemies. The devil is your ultimate enemies. How many times we focus on a wrong enemy? But the devil does not work alone. He uses different means to kill, steal, and destroy you. Some of the means the devil uses against you are the first one. The devil uses you. Let's start from there. The devil uses you against you. James chapter 1, 13 to 15. No one undergoing a trial should say, I'm being tempted by God. Since God is not tempted by evil, and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when he's drawn away and enticed by his own evil desire. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. God does not tempt us. He tests us. The difference is in the purpose. A test is a way of assessing someone's ability for promotion. God tests us. The enemy tempts us. Temptation is deceiving someone so that they may fall and be demoted. The purpose is different. Temptation demotes you. Tests promote you. But the enemy cannot succeed unless we give him access. We give him permission. The enemy uses your own desire, 
your own evil desires to work against you. The ability to desire is a gift. The ability to love, to choose, is a gift. But if you are not careful, the enemy can use gifts that you received from God, from God against you. The very gift that you have that was supposed to serve you and bless you can become a trap. For example, Satan tempted Eve with fruit. Look at what the Bible says about it. The fruit was good for food. Genesis chapter 3 verse 6. The woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at. And that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. So she took some and its fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. The enemy uses our ability to love, our ability to choose, to desire, to dream, to want against us. It's okay to love. But be careful that your love for someone or something does not draw you away from God. It's okay to desire, but watch your desires so they don't control you. It's okay to dream, but don't let your goals to make money and achieve big things speak louder than the voice of God in your heart. People with big dreams tend to elevate themselves over others and Satan loves that he loves that we wrongly think we have to become something the world calls worthy this creates a need within our flesh to have people notice us command us revere us and stroke our pride we then dare to boast about all we are the enemy looks for your greatest desire and tries to use it against you. He tried the same strategy on Jesus. Satan tempted Jesus with bread while he was starving. Matthew 4, 3 to 5, 2 to 4. Then the tempter approached him and said, If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. While Jesus was fasting, he answered, It is written, Man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus was hungry. But he did not let his hunger control him. You are at the mercy of the enemy's deception when you are in your most vulnerable state. When you are desperate or lost the enemy will come to you with suggestions. When you are angry at someone, he comes to you with suggestions of what to do to him or her and what to do to yourself because you're angry. Because you're angry, do something to yourself. Why? It's not my fault. They offended me. So why should they hurt me? I'm not, the, I'm not the one who did wrong, but why should I hurt me? Look at people, people who hurt themselves. It's because someone hurt them. So if someone hurts you, why hurt yourself? You are at the mercy of the devil's deception in your most vulnerable state. 
When you are lonely, he comes to you with evil ideas. You know you are lonely, you can do this and this and this. When you are desperate for money, he brings ideas of, of how to make illegal money. Quick money. Oh, most people who make illegal money, they don't do it simply because they want to. No, they are desperate. They are desperate. And I'm not justifying their actions, but when you are desperate, you don't listen carefully. You just wait for, what, what can I do? And the enemy says, oh, I have an idea for you. I have an idea for you. Break the law. That's what he did to Adam and Eve. Someone said, the worst enemy you can meet will always be yourself. Yourself. There is some truth to this statement. The devil knows that the most complex person to control is yourself. That's why his first plan of attack against you is always starts with you. Can I say this again? The devil knows that the most complex person to control, you can't control you. It's hard to control me. It's hard to control yourself. So he knows when he's planning attacks against you, he doesn't start outside. His plan of attack always starts by how to influence you against you. We need to be careful as people of God to know the schemes of the enemy and how he works. But Satan does not stop with you. He's got a bigger plan. So he expands his plan, his plan of attack. The devil uses people. The enemy uses people. Luke chapter 22 to, to 4. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to put him to death because they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. He went away and discussed with the chief priest and temple police how he could hand him over to them. The devil needed human resources to kill Jesus. So he used the chief priests and Judas. He needed manpower. The enemy uses two kinds of people. He uses those who knowingly submit to him and those who unknowingly he manipulates. The devil uses people who knowingly go to him and serve him, but he also uses those he unknowingly manipulates. We can group all who practice witchcraft, sorcery, black magic into the first category. These people knowingly serve the devil. But Satan can use anybody, anyone, anywhere, anytime, if they give him the opportunity. So listen to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27. Listen to this. And don't give the devil an opportunity. Do not give the devil an opportunity. This passage was primarily written for Christians. This means that the devil can use even Christians. Mm -hmm. 
And we're not talking about being possessed and being uh, oppressed by demons. That is a topic for another session. We'll talk about that in the future. But let, let's just talk about who can be used by the devil. Anyone. Anyone. Your neighbor, your wife, your husband, your children, your father, your mother. Anyone around you can be used. By, as long as they, if they only give him an opportunity, he uses them. 1 Peter 5, 8 says... Be sober-minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Anyone. He's looking for anyone. He's not just looking for people who don't believe in God. He's not looking for people who have money who don't have money. He's not looking for people who are lonely. Or pe- no, he's looking for anyone. Anyone. To devour them, including you. He's looking for you. He's going around looking for anyone he can devour. I didn't say it. The Bible says it. Peter suggests that the devil look for opportunities in marriages. He's looking for opportunities in homes, in offices, in schools, in churches, and everywhere. He's looking for opportunities. I pray that God will open our mind to understand this. That the enemy is looking for opportunities everywhere. When you learn to see the devil's activities behind people's behavior, you will understand why Jesus said, love your enemies. Jesus wants us to see the enemy behind people's evil actions. Only then we can love them and pray for them. Matthew 5, 43, 44 You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. Why should you pray for them? Because most of them are being manipulated by the enemy. If you hate them, you become one of them. You can learn to love your enemies. If your wife is stubborn, do not hate her. Hate the enemy who has made her stubborn. <laughs> One wife is stubborn. She's laughing. Pray for her deliverance from stubbornness. Her stubbornness is the work of Satan in her life. If you fight her, you give more opportunity to the devil because that's what he wants. If your husband is an alcoholic, do not waste time talking to him about how corrupt he is. Attack the person behind the alcoholism and not the victim. Attack the one who seduces him to drink. When the power of the enemy is broken, alcoholism will go away. You may be thinking, but no, he chose to drink. All right, we'll talk about that. How people give access to the enemy. We will talk about that in the next, in, in subsequent um, sessions. But today we are talking about how to recognize your enemy. And I'm not justifying people's behavior. And I'm not saying we shouldn't address issues. But you need to know who is behind the issue. That will change your attitude toward the person. So you will understand where the problem is coming from. Demons don't respond to your yelling. 
your anger or sadness or bitterness. They don't care. <laughs> Demons don't care how angry you are. Okay. They don't care if you didn't know. Let me tell you, demons don't care how sad you are. They don't really care. Satan doesn't care how disappointed you are. <laughs> you are disappointed. He doesn't care. You've been carrying bitterness for many years. You think you are punishing Satan. He will see why this happened to me. He doesn't care. Satan doesn't care how much you yell at someone at you, how much you, he doesn't care really how much bitterness you keep in you. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He only, he only recognizes the power of Jesus in you. That's the only thing he recognizes. That's the only thing he responds to. The power in the name of Jesus. In you. Yelling at your spouse and getting bitter against your ex-girlfriend or ex-manager will not change anything. Recognize your real enemy and pray. Just imagine how many marriages can be saved if people learn to recognize the devil's activity behind their conflict. Just imagine how many relationships can be rescued if those involved could pray for one another instead of attacking each other. The devil rejoices when we ignore him and attack each other. He's happy. He's happy when we attack each other and ignore him. And then the last one, the devil does not only use people, he also uses things he uses things job 1 9 to 10 satan answered the lord does job fear god for nothing haven't you placed a hedge around him his household his household and everything he owns you have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land a few verses later job 1 16 he was still speaking when another messenger came and reported, God's fire fell from heaven. It burned the sheep and the servants and devoured them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Watch this. The devil was not after the sheep. He doesn't care. He doesn't eat meat. The devil was not after the house. He doesn't need a shelter. The devil was not after a car or a chariot. He doesn't need a lift to go somewhere. He doesn't need all that. The only reason he attacked job staff is to get into job. To get to job. The only reason the devil attacks you and your staff, he attacks your car, he attacks your computer, he attacks is to get to you. So we need to be careful how we react when things are not working. A couple was watching TV. And the husband wanted to watch a sport game. And the wife wanted badly to watch a TV show. It was that time where there was a game going on here and a very important TV show going on here. 
You know those around 7 p.m.? Yes. Yes. Just right after dinner, everybody is on the couch watching. And the husband was holding the remote in his hand. And the wife said, put that channel for that show. And the husband said, now it's sports time. Game time. And the wife said, put that TV show. Sport. Put that TV show. Sport. Okay. The wife stood up and reached out to the, to the remote. And the husband kept the remote. It's TV show. It, it's sport time. It's sport time. And the fight started. The fight started. Give me that remote. No. Never, I'm not giving you this remote. I'm not giving you this remote. It's sport time. <laughs> the next day, the wife filed for divorce. Can't stay with this man. Can't stay with this man. Oh, you see how surprised you are? You're surprised because you think they divorced because of the remote. That's why you're surprised. No. The devil used the remote. He can use anything. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you should throw away your, your remote. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you should stop play, play, watching sports or watching TV. You just need to be aware. The things around us, as much as they are there to bless us, the enemy can use them against us. If we are not careful, the very blessing, the very car you bought, the house you bought, whatever is in your life to be a blessing can be used against, the enemy, against you. That's why the enemy attacked the ship. He wanted to get to job. That reality is still there. It's still valid even today. He attacks your car. He attacks your job. He attacks your favorite makeup. You're about just to leave and you don't see it. I, 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 I want that. that how, how do you call them? I, I want that. that, that, that yeah, where is it? Where, where, where is it? I can't find it. I can't find it. I can't find it. I can't find it. You, you can't find it. Just go. You'll be fine. You don't, don't miss church because of a makeup. F foundation. A foundation. Hallelujah. The devil can attack anything, anything against you. Against you. He uses things to get to us. If we learn to see and attack the enemy behind events, we will avoid unnecessary conflict and headaches in our lives. Ephesians 6.12 says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of, the dark, of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. Our fight is not against the people who have hurt us. It's not against the things. It's against the powers, the evil powers ruling against us. If we only knew that, we will fight the right enemy. Your fight is not against your spouse, not against your boss, not against your colleagues or your customers or the bank or any of the things or people who make your life difficult. It is not as much as they have some responsibility in what has happened. Your battle should not be against them, but against the enemy standing behind them. 
Identifying your real enemy takes you halfway to victory. You can only win a battle if you fight the right enemy. Can we say this together, church? I can only win a battle if I fight the right enemy. Your bitterness against your parent, anger against your spouse, and disappointment towards someone or something that failed you can only serve you if you channel it towards the real enemy, the devil. Not against the person, against the enemy. If you channel your bitterness against the devil, you will know how to pray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you channel your bitterness against the devil, you will know how to read the Bible. You will know how to pray and fast. If you know he's behind your pain and hurts, you will pray. The reason why we don't is because we think people are the problem. So we fight people. We make plans to fight people. We make plans to pay back. We make plans to protect ourselves. You can never protect yourself against the devil by closing the door of your bedroom. No, 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 no. By staying away, that's not how you protect yourself. It's in prayer that we fight the enemy. It's in holiness. It's in, 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 in coming to church. It's in, in reading the Bible. In doing the things we do with God, that way we fight the enemy. Your bitterness against that person is not fighting them. It's just empowering them. The more bitter you are, the more power they have in you, the more they control you. What they say affects you. Why? Because you give them so much power. If we have couples here, sorry, I will do one thing before we continue. Can you stand couples? People are married. If you are dating, if you're dating, you can stand. (coughs) Just look at your spouse and tell them, tell them, you are not my enemy. (laughs) Okay, let's sit down. Now we know. Now we know what to do. When that thing comes back, you know how to identify the enemy. 